Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the scorpion to my sub-zero, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Get over here! All right. What's up, guys? (laughs) Episode 24. Boy, we're almost to that 25 mark. Almost to that 25 mark. We should have done like the 24 uh, sound bite there. (laughs) What's, What's the 25th anniversary? It's the... Paper anniversary? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) In any case, we're almost there. Not quite there yet. Um, We've got a great show ahead for you. Some uh, good stories. It's not all Star Wars this week like it was uh, last week. Um, Just to get a few shameless plugs out there real quick. uh, To begin with, my... uh, um, Main business, the main thing that I do is a dog rescue nonprofit called Rough Riders. And uh, we pull dogs from uh, euthanasia list on death row, bring them up to areas where they have uh, a second chance at life, have the ability to get uh, uh, fostered and ultimately adopted. And then the big thing is that uh, we're getting ready to start a, a really cool fundraiser uh, here soon to try and get a fleet of transport vans that are upfitted with kennels. And so if you uh, are looking to donate to a worthy cause to help out, go check us out. You can find us at roughwriters.org. Um, Tony's got some random chick popping up behind him if you're watching the video. <laughs> the timeout uh, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be a proton pack show without a couple technical difficulties, right? Right. <laughs> but uh, in any case, if you're in the northern Nevada area and you're looking for an adoptable dog, you can check us out there. Um, otherwise, if you're just looking to um, donate to a good cause, like I said, check us out on roughwriters.org. Roughwriters! Tony does a, another pop culture show every week with our friend Jimmy Jones called Pop Culture Kaboom. If you want to give us a little insight into that tone. Yeah, you can check uh, out. Uh, I do the movie segment with Jimmy on the Pop Culture Kaboom show, which uh, we do the uh, YouTube show drops Tuesday. We usually, well, in the realm, we're, I shouldn't say it, but in the realm, you got to think it's like on a Tuesday when it pops like we're doing it that day. When in reality, we've done it like last week. So it's a, a tape show. I uh, don't know, ever know how it really comes out. And then uh, uh, on Sunday nights, we do a show on KNVC, uh, which is 95, 95.4 KNVC. And that's in Carson City. Airs from uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time till I think 9 o'clock. It's a two-hour show. Um, I pop on about uh, 40 about the 40 minute mark on and we talk uh trailers and then a little movie so very cool very cool and uh then finally if you uh like cool t-shirts if you like throwbacks to uh the 80s and 90s and pop culture and you know we were kids when 
we grew up during that period, uh, check out Totally Rad 1981. And uh, we've got some great t-shirts up there. You can check out our uh, Instagram and our Facebook pages to get some nice throwback uh, videos and, and things that'll uh, definitely bring you back to the days of uh, pogs and, and all that fun stuff growing nice. up. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. And then uh, finally, getting back to uh, this show, the Proton Pack Podcast, as always, feel free to check out the news stories that uh, we cover on the show on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast and on Instagram uh, at Proton Pack Podcast. And so uh, just got to say that fast, Proton Pack Podcast. Yeah, it's a tongue twister if you can't get it out right. But, uh, yeah, we we make it work. We sure do, man. All right. All right. So let's get on into it. We're going to start with uh, TV news, as we do every week. First bit of TV news is a show on uh, Disney XD, and it is a cartoon series, a new cartoon series uh, titled Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And uh, for those of you who are Disneyland fans, know that Mission Breakout is also the name of the uh, ride that used to be the Tower of Terror. But uh, this doesn't play into that. I don't. I don't think at all. I don't think storyline-wise or anything. It's just borrowing the name. Yeah, it doesn't look like it has anything to do with that. Um, watching the trailer, it just seems like a uh, animated version of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, and it's not. An animated version as in, you know, because they did an animated Guardians of the Galaxy, which was sort of a straight action half hour cartoon, you know, in the vein of like Spider-Man or, you know, the X-Men series or whatever it was. This looks to be more along the lines of the short attention span, cutesy, more comedy than action, you know, probably 11 minute long, uh, you know, episode um, trend that cartoons are going these days. Yeah, it it watching the trailer, it actually, it looks okay. You know, I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to watch it or anything. Like I'm not going to make a special um time, but it does look interesting nonetheless. Well, and the thing is, you know, there's all shows tend to be going that way, you know, it's uh, you know, Teen Titans Go is a, a perfect example of that where, you know, each episode's 11 minutes, it's more of a slapsticky comedy as opposed to all-out action though the action in them are pretty good as far as the animation goes yeah it, it definitely looks good if you're watching the the video show which we're still working out the kinks you can kind of see it in the background i'm not playing the trailer back i guess i could have just muted it and just played it for <laughs> that kind of works so yeah it's going on in the back screen right now but uh and you'll see that there's a, look too shabby. Yeah, there's a bunch of different animation styles, which tells me that, you know, they're going through maybe some different like multiverse areas. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case through the entire series, but uh, at least that's what they showed here in the trailer. Yeah, it definitely it looks uh, very uh, entertaining, though. Nonetheless. Yeah. yeah, it looks kind of cutesy. Cutesy mootsies. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on uh, over to the DC Universe streaming service. So we mentioned a couple weeks ago that we were kind of surprised that with the Swamp Thing series being so close, you know, it comes out May 31st, that we hadn't seen a teaser trailer for it yet. We haven't seen anything about it. No still screen grabs. Well, that all changed uh, a little less than a week ago when we got the first teaser trailer for Swamp Thing. And, uh, you know, it's basically uh, ominous music, camera panning through the swamp, bubbles of, you know, water coming up. And then you see, you know, Swamp Thing emerge out of the swamp uh, before it goes to the title screen. And uh, I think it looks pretty cool. You know, it's, uh, you know, they were definitely going for a horror type series with it. Uh, Len Wiseman, who's a, uh, a very good horror director, uh, directs this series. And, uh, you know, from the teaser trailer, I, I think it looks pretty good. Had you had a chance to watch the teaser trailer, Tom? Uh, yeah, where at the end he where he pops up at there, um, uh, where it kind of just pans through the swamp and then just his little appearance at the end. Yeah, he's, 
He's got the red eyes. Uh, he's played by Derek Mears. So if you're a fan of the more recent um, Friday the 13th movies, he plays uh, Jason Voorhees. So he's this big, ominous character. Uh, looks like Tony is uh, playing it a little bit in the background there. And uh, while he does that, I'm going to move on to the next story that has to do with Swamp Thing, um, which is sort of out Very of left weird, field. Right? Yeah, yeah. So apparently... Back a couple days ago, uh, Virginia Madison, who's one of the actresses on the series, posted a tweet that says, I'm beyond sad. What a terrible decision. We have been cut to the core by those who have never set foot into the swamp. And despite the rule, I'm going to use the hashtag, hashtag swamp thing. And so there was a rumor going around that swamp thing was already being canceled. And no idea where that came from. Again, it was definitely out of left field. Uh, but James Wan, the director, came on and basically said that um, instead of the season being 13 episodes, it's going to be 10 episodes instead. And so they were basically told by um, by the producers that they needed to rewrite episode 10 for some sort of ending. Uh, but again, no idea what the what the reason behind that is. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like if we had to have turns, that would be kind of a thing, but that's not what DC TV usually is about. So no. And the thing is, you know, DC universe recently launched. I don't know what their numbers look like as far as their subscriber base or anything along those lines. Um, you know, there's rumors throw, uh, floating around that they may not continue the service, which I think would be a, a dumb idea. You know, it's reasonable enough in price and it's got enough of the original content that I think people are are pretty happy with it, you know, including Titans. So, um, you know, maybe they just thought that 13 episodes was too much and, and they needed to make it 10 and hoping that it gains some traction when it actually does come out on May 31st. Right. So we will see. I mean, hopefully it's good. I mean, the. It's been one of those things. They've been hyping it up. It looks pretty cool. They drop a teaser trailer, only to say, "Well, just kidding. It's uh, it's already canceled." Right. <laughs> which which does no service to the show at all. Because then at that point, if if you know like it's already gonna be canceled, why invest your time in it? Right. If the studio doesn't have faith in it, why would you know? Why the consumers? would why would us as the uh, viewers and uh, the ones that would be investing our time into that? So yeah, right. fingers crossed. We'll keep you posted here, though. Um, as we get uh, more news on that. And my hope is that the producers come out and give us a valid reason why, as opposed to just sort of this weird speculation that's coming from, um, you know, the actors. Right. Yeah. You know, and an, another weird thing, too, uh, I, I can't confirm this because I saw it on one site, but I haven't been able to really get more clarification. But I know this is not in the script, but did you hear that Santa Clarita diet didn't get renewed? It got canceled? No. no. Yeah. So that's we're just going to classify that as a rumor here on uh, the show because I don't have an actual article that confirms it other than one that was shared on uh, Pop Culture Kaboom and it was reported there. So um, I did read the article, but I haven't read it anywhere else. Like Netflix hasn't come out and said it or anything. Mm -hmm. So that would be disappointing. Um, but we're just starting out the real crappy part of the show with cancellations this week. <laughs> our next story, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and, go, you know, real quick back to Santa Clarita Diet. That would really surprise me if they canceled it, considering that everybody I know who watches it absolutely loves it. And, oh, it's you know, fantastic. Yeah. When the new seasons come out, you see things about it all over Facebook. So I, I hope it's just rumor at this point. I do, too. The only thing I can see maybe hurting it is if Netflix didn't want to divulge a lot of uh, budget into it to pay their high their high known actors, you know, with Drew Barrymore and Timothy. I can never say his last name, but you are good at this. So you can say Oliphant. Elephant. Yeah. Like elephant, but elephant. Gotcha. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> we couldn't say that on uh, Easter Sunday. It was like Olympia because we were all talking about it. So. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll keep you posted. Hopefully not. Yeah. On that, yeah. So. But continuing the cancellation news and moving over to Fox. Um, so Fox has officially canceled uh, Marvel's The Gifted after two seasons. Um, the Gifted was a X-Men spinoff show um, helmed originally by Brian Singer before he assumingly uh, left the country for. <laughs> Did he end up leaving the country? I don't know. I don't know. But nobody's heard from him in a while. In any case, it was a, you know, it's an X-Men spinoff. It's about mutants. Um, I watched the entire first season. I watched a couple episodes of the second season. Um, Just like everything else, you know, ran out of time. Not a terrible show, but I'm not surprised that it's being canceled. Not because it doesn't have the viewership, but because now that Disney owns Fox and Foxes uh, or, um, you know, they're basically wrapping up the Brian series, (laughs) the Brian series, the Brian Singer series of X-Men movies. And this being a continuation of that, um, I didn't foresee this going much further. Yeah, it's a bummer. But at the same time, um, did they ever really feature any real X-Men? They talked about the X-Men. They talked about them, but they they never, never, ever brought a real X-Men character in the show. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it's a little false in the sense like you'd watched it because it's an X-Men show. So you're like, oh, man, what X-Men are they going to give us? Even if it was just second or third rate, man. But you didn't even get that. You know, I thought maybe like Jubilee, kind of like the animated ones. But um, yeah. Yeah, too bad. I, I didn't really get too hooked into it. It was it was OK. Yeah. You know, it was a good enough series and. You know, the thing is that, um, you know, other Marvel series that aren't directly tied to this universe are continuing. So you've got, you know, Marvel's The Runaways on Hulu. You've got Cloak and Dagger on Freeform TV. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back. And obviously that's tied to the MCU. Yeah, and that's a good one. Yeah, I enjoy it, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's really cool when you go back and watch, uh, you know the the previous movies and stuff how they all tie in really good uh with where they're at like especially with endgame like i was watching uh age of ultron yesterday and uh and tony stark totally like he's like that up there that's the end game (laughs) that goes all the way back to the second avengers and you're like whoa okay yeah a lot of good tie-ins though very cool so that does it for the depressing tv news of the week let's move on to (laughs) <laughs> the weekend box office. So, um, oh, I was I was gonna have something good for that, and I always say that. Yeah. Was I, uh, I? I'm so dumb. I just touched the screen like it was a touch screen. It's not a touch screen. <laughs> it's not the Duma. It's not the touch screen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the box office report for the week of the April. I don't know the day. Because I don't have the notes and the dogs barking. Oh, trainer. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, box office report. Uh, no real good theme song there. That's all right. So, yeah. uh, box office report. Uh, you know, this week it's going to be a little bit lower numbers, but uh, at the same time, we are going to see huge numbers next week. Little tease. Oh, oh my two. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I wonder uh, what's coming out this week, jeez. Right. <laughs> but in any case, so uh, the number one movie uh, opening fresh was The Curse of La Llorna. La Llorona. <laughs> La Llorona. And, La Llorona. Uh, it opened with $26.5 million. Again, a horror movie opening in first place. Uh, always love seeing that. I haven't seen the movie itself. I th- Is it a... PG-13? No, it's an R-rated movie. It's a so. rated R movie. Yeah. The R-rated horror movies always tend to do better than the PG-13 ones. Um, more of a yeah. chance for the horror, the scares, all that fun stuff. That. <laughs> Let's see. In uh, second place, we got uh, Shazam. Which Shazam! Opened, 
not open, but it had a 17.3 million weekend, bringing its domestic total to 121.3 and its worldwide total to 322.8 million. So it's still holding strong. Yeah, it's just killing it still. In third place is a new drama called Breakthrough, which uh, opened with 11.1 million. Uh, this is a, if I had to guess, based on the um, the preview, would be like a Kirk Cameron super faith based religious movie. <laughs> um, okay. About a small town teen recovering from a drowning, and it's, I mean, definitely along those lines oh yeah i saw i've i know what you're talking about yeah where the kid goes out and the ice falls through and then he like dies like comes back to life kind of well they save him and he's it's a recovery yeah yeah i remember oh no there goes the video on our show somebody's trying to call me no they can leave (laughs) a message (laughs) quit calling The interesting thing about that movie Breakthrough is it had some pretty big stars. It had uh, Topher Grace in it and uh, Mike Coulter, who was Luke Cage. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Chrissy Metz from the show This Is Us, which I never saw, but people seem to love it. Well, I never watched that either. Uh, In fourth place is a movie that uh, has worked its way back up towards the top of the box office, mostly because uh, with Avengers coming out uh, next week, and that's uh, Captain Marvel brought in another 9.1 million, um, and it's $1.08 billion worldwide. That's crazy. That's insane. I wish I had a good Captain Marvel uh, soundbite, but I don't. That's all right. (laughs) In fifth place is the big ripoff called Little with 8.4 million. Yep, it's still little. Still little. Still not big at the box office. 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. And then uh, we'll quickly round out the top 10 here. Oof. All right. So (laughs) in sixth place, you have Dumbo with 6.8 million. (laughs) If you're watching the video, Tony's doing his Dumbo impression. In seventh place, you have uh, Pet Cemetery with another 4.8. Grace for Pet Cemetery. Hey, it's still in the top 10. Ah! In eighth place, you have Missing Link with 4.3 million. It's 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, but still looks like a big pile of crap to me. <laughs> in ninth place is uh, Us, Jordan Peele's yes! Us, 4.2. We will never die. <laughs> oh, and then, wow. Talk <laughs> about Fall from Grace. The movie that opened in third last week is now 10th this week, and that's Hellboy with 3.8 million. Ooh, 14%. Ouch. Now, I saw that movie this week, and let me tell you, it was a pile of dog shit. It was awful. It wasn't witch awful, but it's now in my top five. No like, kidding. All time. Yeah, I can think off the top of my head. Just and I'm sure there might be other bad movies, but The Witch, Paul Blart Mall Cop. I hated that effing movie. <laughs> um, The Gambler. And I would have to say there's there's okay, I don't have a I don't know my top five, but Hellboy. Like Hellboy's right in there. Before, off the top of my head. And I've seen some bad movies, but those are four stinkers where I could just think of like I would rather be doing something else. Like I stuck through it. There was six people in the theater. Two out of the six got up halfway through and took off. Like no kidding. Um, and I don't want it. Like when I was asked about it on the radio show Sunday, the producer asked me, he's like, Oh, surely there's gotta be something good about the movie. Um, the only pros, like my horrible review, I could tell you is the pros is it had a great cast. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a good cast of of uh, actors and actresses in it. Um, I think they were just given a piss poor script, um, and I think really to to really get it, you'd I think you'd have to really get into the Hellboy realm and know the backstory and be a a hardcore fan of the comics. Because when I said last week it was getting good cr- uh, critic score from the fans. If you're fan base driven and you know the story and stuff, you may like it. And you really have to go in. Not either seeing the previous two or having 
because I can't even tell you go in with low expectations because I went right. in with low expectations. And I still thought it was bad. Um, and in the end, like when it was finally over, there was just a random bitch in action scene where they're playing Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And then it was over. And I was like, oh, thank God. Um, it's the computer animation is not really good with it. Um, David Harbour's acting. He's trying to act as a teenager. So he's trying to be a teenage Hellboy when you know he's he's just he's older. So it right. there was a disconnect for me and and the dialogue was cheesy, like a lot of the catchphrasing and it just I didn't enjoy it. It was really bad. So you think it suffered from script, poor visual effects and probably the direction? Absolutely. Okay, but, but and, the, and I think that too. It's like Mila Jovovich, she stole a paycheck, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and she wasn't horrible as the Blood Queen or anything. It just, there wasn't much of a story. Just, you'll see, because I know you're going to see it regardless. Yeah. Um, but the little, the pig that puts it all together looks like a bad version of Bebop from the Ninja Turtles. And he's just always got to be cracking these jokes, and they're not mm-hmm. good jokes. And I'm like, right. So is this supposed to be a serious villain or is he just like this clown? And if nobody in all of century was able to put the blood queen back together, how was this idiot able to do it? It just is dumb. Didn't like it. And that's you your know, Hellboy review of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, Marvel has it down that even when they bring out obscure characters that nobody knows the background to, they craft the stories in a way that that doesn't matter. You don't have to have a knowledge of the comic book history in order to be able to follow what's going on in the movie version. And I get the sense that that's not the case with Hellboy, that, uh, you know, if you if you followed the comic books, it, it was a decent enough movie. But if you don't, you have no clue what's going on. Yeah. And, and they do a really bad job of explaining how he became Hellboy. So in a way, they. They expected you to know who he was right away with no backstory of why he is the way he is. And when they do go back to do it, it's it's so quick, like it just doesn't answer anything. And then at the end, it kind of tells you a little bit more, but nothing. by that point, your interest is so gone that you just don't give a rat's ass. So, um, yeah, man, I, I wish I could tell you guys out there to go see it but uh i know you're gonna go see it on a five dollar matinee yeah <laughs> but if you have like a free coupon a gift card maybe go see it but even then this one might be like i'm not encouraging this ever but if you theater wait hop for netflix in there, oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah i wouldn't see it in theaters at all it's one of those it's so bad like at least if you're at home watching it you could get on your uh tablet or phone and you can kind of browsing it could be background noise to pass for some of the bad stuff it it's my worst reviewed movie this year it, it's wow. the worst movie i've seen in 2019 hands down yeah well hopefully that doesn't continue to be the case with movies coming out um speaking of movies coming out uh, obviously in this next case not till 2020 but the beginning of 2020 uh we got an update from whoa my downboard <laughs> knocked my keyboard off. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, Tony picks that up. Um, we we got a Instagram update from Will Smith on the oh, thanks, bad buddy, Will. Yeah, on the Bad Boys for Life movie that uh, they've officially wrapped production, and so now it goes into post production uh, where they add, you know, all of the after effects and special effects and and music and all of the fun stuff there, and. Uh, Tony, I'm sure will post the Instagram picture, but you got basically a uh, <laughs> Will Smith and a bloated Martin Lawrence uh, sitting on two chairs with umbrellas, and yeah, it um, oh buddy, it uh, he is not he's not looking in shape, that's for sure. No, not at all. Uh, will Smith is looking he's looking good in shape though, as usual. Yeah. But if you're watching the YouTube video, all you get in the background is what they. Used to look like. Right. Lowry. There you go. There's a. There you go. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> not how I wanted to show the Instagram photo. That's all right. Take me. Anyways, this. Sorry, I'm a cluster when it comes to trying to do this prepped. If I would have woke up on time and just done this properly, it would be <laughs> so behind. But yeah, oh, man. 
he does look rough. But yep. you can see that on the YouTube video. You can follow it on the Facebook page. Now, with that aside, looks aside, I'm excited to see it, man. I think it's it's been a long time. So hopefully it ends up being great. Well, but. it's not Michael Bay directing anymore. So the you know, question is, are we still going to get that sort of Michael Bay signature visual style with the new directors? Um who knows? We'll see. The other thing that came out on this article is actually a little synopsis about what the movie's about, which I hadn't seen before today. And so I'll just give you a quick little rundown. Uh, it says, in the new film, the Miami PD and its elite ammo teams attempt to take down Armando Armas, head of a drug cartel. Armando Armas. <laughs> Armando is a cold-blooded killer with a vicious, taunting nature. He is committed to the work of the cartel and is dispatched by his mother to kill Mike. Meanwhile, Paula Nunez will take on the role of Rita, a tough and funny criminal psychologist who is the newly appointed head of ammo and Mike's former girlfriend and the one who got away. <laughs> Thanks, Shao Kahn. <laughs> so sounds like it could be good. Uh, I really loved the uh, first two bad boys movies. So, um, I'm definitely in the theaters January 17th, 2020, when it comes out. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down with it. It it looks great. Well, it sounds great. We haven't seen anything. Why did I say it looks great? I ain't seen nothing. Right. I've seen still pictures. I'm just excited they're finally deciding to do this. So that's, that's a great thing right there. Yeah, uh, and I would assume probably in the next few months we'll get the first teaser trailer and then obviously the lead up to when the movie is actually released next January. Yeah, that'll, uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that and, uh, it should be really good. So, yep. And speaking of future, uh, movie news, we know that, uh, Sony has been working for a while to try and reboot He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, He Man, He Man, He Man. <laughs> yeah, last time we saw him on screen was uh, the horrible 1987 movie with Dolph Lundgren and uh, Frank Langella. And, uh, oh, Courtney Cox was in it, too. I forgot. Yes. Uh, Dolph. It was pretty terrible. And I know they've been trying to work on getting it back. And originally they were talking about having the movie ready for December of this year, which would have been worrisome if, you know, in the fact that it's supposed to start shooting this summer, which makes it seem like it would be really rushed to try and get it to theaters and would most likely condemn it to the fate of Hellboy, for instance, where, yeah. you know, they're just trying to get something out for the sake of getting it out. Uh, they've now pushed it back to 2020. And uh, even though we don't know who's going to be playing any of the characters yet, uh, we do know that uh, Aaron and Adam Nee uh, will be the directors. Uh, they did a movie or a show called Band of Robbers. Not sure what that is. Uh, David S. Goyer was originally supposed to direct it. And uh, they are actually going to be working off of a all-new screenplay from Iron Man and Men in Black International scribes, Art Markham and Matt Holloway. So hopefully they treat it right. Again, you know, this was a property that Tony and I grew up with as kids. You go back and watch the Funmation uh, cartoons. <laughs> they don't hold up so well, they don't. but the idea behind them was really cool. And so I've been waiting for a long time for, you know, a really sort of true, fun, uh, you know, action movie behind He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Right. You know, what's funny, too, is... Uh... When you go back, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> the jokes, like there was a lot of homoerotic things on there. <laughs> like there's a lot of funny memes where they have like Adam, Prince Adam and stuff just doing very uh, weird <laughs> the video where it ties with him and Skeletor. Oh, man, it's a good chuckle. You could YouTube that. I'm not going to post it, but you can uh, <laughs> check that out. It's all good for a laugh. Though. Yeah. And it was from back in the days when, you know, they did the cartoons <laughs> to try and sell the action figures. So He-Man and the uh, Masters of the Universe actually started as a action figure line and they rushed to get it to a cartoon series, uh, you know, on the back of like what Transformers and uh, G.I. Joe was doing over at Hasbro. 
So, uh, yeah, you know, doesn't hold up very well. But again, the the idea behind it, the mythology behind it, you know, the action figures were so much fun. That is uh, that's hilarious. I was hoping to have a little soundboard uh, for He-Man, but I could not find one. So no Skeletor laugh. Nothing. No, nothing. Uh, so what I'll do uh, for next week, I'll be better prepared when I look at this, start finding the articles. I'll start seeing if I could find some sound bites and line it up so that way it's more not so random and if you're watching the youtube show you're not watching me talk with my hand like the macho man and um (laughs) i'm more focused and not looking down but uh you know i give you one of these though that's all i got just a woo just a woo just a rick flair woo all right he's i mean he's pretty much skeletor right All right. And then moving on to our last uh, movie news story and uh, what is our trailer of the week is the final Dark Phoenix trailer before it is released on June 7th. So right around the corner, uh, it brings back the Brian Singer crew for one final X-Men adventure. Uh, Watching the new trailer, there is some new stuff in there, which makes it look exciting. Sorry. Tony, Tony, Tony's loading some Viagra commercials or something yeah. in the background. Yes. <laughs> uh, in any case, you know, obviously this is the second time that we're going to see the Dark Phoenix saga um, on the movie screen. You know, the first was X-Men The Last Stand, which was terrible. Hopefully they treat it right. Um, but I think this will be at least a decent swan song for this cast of x-men um characters and i definitely feel better about it now than i did you know even seeing the original uh, teaser for this movie yeah this is the trailer i think they should have uh they should have had from the get-go i mean this didn't spoil nothing for you it was just straight made it like i liked the line in it like towards the end um we're not going to do what we did with Star Wars last week, but we watched the trailer and come right. up because <laughs> I think we we drowned out the trailer. I didn't I didn't really hear it. I'm like, yeah, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, this trailer's not even playing anyways for you in the video. So <laughs> you know, for background, it's just sitting there. You get to watch a Viagra commercial, I think. Um, but in all seriousness, the um, the final trailer was so good. It, it was. Uh, the one line I was trying to get at was she's like, I think I heard everybody and I liked it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. she's like a dark, a dark version of it. And, uh, I, I'm excited for it. This is, this is the trailer that should have been dropped hands yeah. down. The, the initial, the initial trailer wasn't bad. It was all right. Um, the second trailer completely pissed me off because it had it's so it basically yeah. like, don't come watch our movie. We don't care. It just and I'm not gonna ruin it for you. I'm just telling you, if you haven't seen any of them, do not watch the second trailer. Skip it. Watch. You can watch the international trailer. That one's good. The first trailer and this final trailer. Yeah. Perfect. So. <laughs> and then we know, uh, you know, obviously Dark Phoenix is. They're setting her up as sort of the main bad guy, but behind her is um, just <clears throat> sorry Jessica Chastain's Lalandra who, uh, you know, if you followed the comic books or even the cartoon, you know she was the leader of the Shi'ar Empire. And then, did you see the new trailer, or not the new trailer, but the new uh, poster that they put out, Tone? For the Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. In the lower right-hand corner are two characters that we haven't seen in any of the trailers yet. I assume they're bad guys, and I assume that they're probably part of the, you know, Shi'ar Empire. Well, that'll be good. Um, just as, I, I can't wait. I think they're saying like that this is going to be a good send off for the Fox version of the X-Men. So, mm-hmm. but we shall see. I'm excited. Now it's finally playing like now that the story's over. I mean, it's right like, in the background. Why would it not work ahead of time? <laughs> All right. Uh, so that does it for movie news. We're going to move on to a little bit of video game news before we uh, close out the episode 
the first bit is we talked a couple weeks ago that uh, Sega is coming out with their own classic version of the Sega Genesis called Sega, Sega. Genesis Mini. Oh, I should have had a Sega soundbite there. That's all right. Next week you'll be better prepared. Oh, so there was what, long, <laughs> long <pause> there, huh? <laughs> In any case, we had mentioned that it comes out uh, September 19th. It'll have a retail price of $79.99. We now know where you can pre-order it, and it's pretty much the usual places. You can pre-order it at Walmart, Amazon, Best Buy, and GameStop. And uh, Tony will throw up the link so you can go on there and click on any of those and pre-order it yourself if you want to. The other thing we know is that uh, it's going to be prepackaged with 40 games. We had mentioned the original 10 games, and uh, they just came out with uh, another 10 games, uh, bringing that total 20 that we know. And uh, I'm actually pretty happy with uh, the next 10 games that they talked about. You want to rattle them off, Tone? Yeah, so the initial um, the initial list, uh, or this is the... So here is the confirmed list of games. They, I'm on the link, and... I'm trying to, the, so they had 10 and now they jumped to 20. So this is your, this is what your lineup is. Um, your lineup is Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, which pretty awesome. That's yep. not on previous uh, ones. Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is standard, Altered Beast. That's on everything. Gunstar Heroes, great run-and-gun game. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, probably the best of the Sonic series. Earthworm Jim was announced. Which That's we were saying we were awesome. hoping for. Yep. Yeah. Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. That was a fun game. <laughs> now, World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. <laughs> that game was, both of them, just awesome games for the Genesis. Um, yeah. So to have those two included, and they're not on any other package, like Earthworm Jim, Mickey, Mickey and Donald, um, they're not on them. Thunder Force 3, another shoot'em game, really cool game. Super Fantasy Zone, don't know what that one was. Not sure what uh, that one was. <laughs> yeah. Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Streets of Rage 2, great beat-em-up. That's up. a good one, yep. Contra Hardcorps, fantastic addition. Tough as nails Contra game for the Genesis, but it was great. And then uh, Landstalker. Now, unfortunately, I don't know. I'm not too familiar with Landstalker, so I can't. I can't tell you about that. It looks like a their version of the Legend of Zelda to an extent. Um, if you're watching hmm. the YouTube show, I got the box art on the screen. You can kind of see it. Maybe you can't. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited. And that's only 20. We still have 20 more games to announce and. And what I like about this is they're learning from what the PlayStation uh, Mini did wrong. PlayStation Mini didn't come with a power adapter, came with one controller, um, and the lackluster games. Yeah. I mean, it was like a crappy lineup, didn't include anything that the fans really wanted, whereas Nintendo and Super Nintendo, they really dug out, re reached out to their third-party developers to release those classic versions on their system, not just Nintendo. And Sega's finally taken a cue like... Sega's hoard out their games for years. Like right. every system has a collections and you know, you can get them on any system right now. So like your Sega version of the games are not very enticing. I mean, for it to be a mini Genesis, it's great. Um, however, it's these rarities. It's the Contra, Castlevania, Castle of Illusion, the World of Illusion, Earthworm Jim. The you know, those games you're not gonna find on any other Sega Genesis option now. What I'm really hoping in the next 20 games, um, I'm hoping we get Mortal Kombat 1 because that was the best, like, at the time, right. one because the Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat sucked. It didn't have yeah. blood. It was the gray sweat where the Genesis <laughs> one was more true and it had, like, the little things across the moon, like, during the pit stage. Um, Ninja Turtles uh, Hyperstone Heist would be amazing. Yep. Um, now that I'm seeing that they have Castle of Illusion, my hope is that they have Aladdin on there. That oh, was a Aladdin. fantastic oh, game. Aladdin was fantastic, yeah. X-Men and X-Men 2, The Clone Wars. Oh, fantastic yeah. games for the Genesis. I mean, those were, they were all so great. And I mean, you can probably expect Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles. Um, I'm hopefully not Sonic uh, 
spin ball like that i'm sure that's going to be on there that's on every compilation but uh uh for games like that i mean they still haven't announced alex alex kid alex mm-hmm. kid was a good game i would expect that but uh, what was them- what was the game it was like an early 3d type attempt where it was a side-scrolling shooter but like the character was made out of these green like ball things and- oh um it was uh not it like ballistic or something like that. Something no, Vector like Man. That. Vector Man, yeah. Vector Man. Is I'd expect to see that on here as well. Yeah, that would be sweet. Good additions. Um, yeah, they've they've definitely they're up they're up to good. Oh, Strider would be sweet. Yep. Strider would be freaking awesome because that was on the Genesis or, you know, one game they won't have. I guarantee it, but it was a pretty effing good game. Was uh michael jackson's moonwalker oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a pretty good game although look, retrospect game. thinking about it kind of creepy because it was michael saving little kids right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i can pretty much guarantee that won't be on the collection yes that will not but i can but this game is uh, gonna be out september 19th um i don't want to sound like an uber nerd but i have already pre-ordered that on amazon um nice my one complaint it does come with two controllers which is great but it's the old school Genesis one with the three buttons. That's it. Yep. Um, what what I would have liked to seen is a good variety. Give me the one controller B, the classic Genesis, like it was when we were young, with the three buttons. But I also want the smaller one with the six buttons. Right. So I think that would have been good. I'm, I would imagine there's going to be a third party or some way you can do it. I mean. Right. I would well, imagine. It, and if Sega do because the Japanese version gets the six button ones, while America gets the three button. So yeah, if Sega's smart, they'll offer a like a six button pack that you can buy separately for thirty bucks. Yeah, something yeah, like something that. like that. Um, one of these years, one of these little mini systems are gonna get smart and do freaking wireless. I know. You need the dumb cables, man. Like the Nintendo cables, like this long. I know. Then you're gonna <laughs> play like this. You know, like that son of a bitch is so small and the Super Nintendo's a little longer. But not but by a lot. No, you got to buy like an extension cord. <laughs> it's just it's yeah, it's the feel of the old school wires, but the wires are annoying as hell. We don't we don't want the wires. So have they made any mention of how long the wires are for uh, this one? <laughs> no, they haven't. OK, well, I would imagine like if they want to do what Nintendo don't, as their old saying used to be, um definitely um <laughs> this should be uh should be better planned but nonetheless man that old school genesis look and uh, i'm excited i i liked sega but i was more of a super nintendo guy because super nintendo had the better ports and the better graphics and the N- nintendo exclusive games yeah when the genesis started out solid before super nintendo existed it's like they put the time and effort to really dial in those graphics and they look sharp for the time. And, uh, man, it was a lot of fun. So, (laughs) well, speaking of collections and moving on to our next story, uh, we talked again a couple weeks ago that Konami was uh, releasing a series of collections of their own. And, uh, they've recently announced the full Castlevania anniversary collection, which is going to be 1999, Available on PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, Nintendo Switch. Comes out May 16th, so uh, right around the corner. And we now know all of the games that are going to be on this collection. And uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts, Tone, on uh, if this is something you're going to pick up right away or if you're going to wait till it hits the bargain bin. Yeah, go ahead and uh, list them up because my, my little notes, my little notes key thing crapped out, so... So I have <laughs> Not a, a picture of it. Woo! <laughs> so uh, with this, you get Castlevania, Castlevania II: Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania III: Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania IV. Great and game. Then, yeah, and then it also includes uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, uh, Kid Dracula, which I have never played before. Never played that, no. Uh, the handheld installment Castlevania: The Adventure and Castlevania II: Simon's Quest. And hopefully they upgrade the graphics for that or modern, modernize them because otherwise you're getting the, the pea green and gray Game Boy look. Yeah. So my thoughts on it, since it's not on a um, 
since it's not a mini system and it's just a retro package, um, I'm not sure I would buy that right out the gate. Um, I would get it on a sale of the week because in the digital world, man, you can always find these games. If you wait just a couple months, don't buy them right away. Um, like I, I, like I bought the Mega Man's right when they came out. Now it's like, you can get every Mega Man collection under the sun for under 40 bucks for everything. Whereas, you know, you pay 40 bucks for just one of the collections. Um, I think it's great. It's a great price at twenty dollars. Um, I think it's a necessity if you're going to do a Castlevania collection to have um, all your all your original Nintendo ones, which they did um, to include the Super Nintendo. Now there was a sequel on the Super Nintendo that came out later in the life cycle. I would have put that over Kid Dracula. Yeah. Um, I would have asked. I would have added Castlevania Arcade, Symphony of the the Night, uh, the real real popular one on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you're going to call it a big Castlevania collection, why don't we – we're at a time where, like, our systems and consoles can hold so much gigabytes and and on terabytes and everything. It would – clearly it wouldn't cost a lot, but don't charge 20 bucks. Maybe charge 29 39 and add all your games. Yeah. Like, like there's a lot of good ones on the DS. Like, there was uh, – uh, I don't know all the titles off the top of my head, but they were in the vein of Symphony of the Night. You know, the, there were so many good ones. I think, I think you could have really made that a bigger collection. But for what it is, not big on the Game Boy ones. I, I don't think that's going to translate yeah. well on the big screen. I would have put in the DS versions, and like I said, I would added. I would have ditched the Kid Dracula. So do I see it at a good value for twenty dollars? Not really. I think twenty is a little steep for the collection. For nine ninety nine or even fourteen ninety nine, I would I think it'd be a good pickup um, for Super Castlevania four alone. But I already have that on my Super Nintendo Mini, and right. uh, <laughs> you know, it, and it's a great game. But it's uh, you know, it's not a good selling point for twenty. But it is a damn good game though. So um, and, and Bloodlines, Bloodlines is a good one, which is going to be on the Genesis one. So. Yeah, if if you have no intentions of owning mini systems, then yes, this collection is a heck of a pickup. Um, but a little disappointed with the uh, the announcement of the other games. I think you could far do over eight games. I would have made it a massive package. So definitely, definitely. No, I agree. Um, you know, for my money, I I don't think it's worth necessarily picking up. You know, uh, what I spend on video games is pretty much few and far between and it's really reserved for the games that I'm really excited for uh including the next game we're going to talk about but you know spending 20 bucks on a so-so collection where I already have the you know Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic and I'll probably get the Sega Genesis for me not really worth it yeah no because when you have those you have what uh two out of the three on the NES one yep yeah so it's I mean, you're not going to go back into those of time. I think the Game Boy editions is really weird. Yeah. Um, like I said, I would have stuck to DS, but, you know, it's up to you guys. If you want to get it $20 and you're a diehard Castlevania fan, I would wait for a sale of the week. But nonetheless, out May 16th, and uh, you can pick it up then. Yep. So that's out in a little less than a month. Now, what is out today as we are recording this, um, obviously it'll drop tomorrow so by the time you people are listening to this for the first time it's out you can go pick it up but uh, mortal kombat 11 is out yeah baby (laughs) it's the soundboard's only gonna be set up for mortal kombat (laughs) just so you know it's a game we've been looking forward to for a while um you know tony sent me over the ign review and uh, it gives a good insight into what makes it different from 9 or 10. And uh, actually, I, I like some of the things that they talk about in this. You know, one of the things is fighting games in general had gotten to this point where they were so fast-paced that if somebody starts a combo on you, you might as well put your controller down because you're you're done. You're finished. There's no point in trying to play because, you know, it's just basically going at you know a mile a minute and there's there's no fun in that and i know the uh recent capcom games have really gotten that way 
Well, in any case, Mortal Kombat 11 slows things down a little bit. Um, they make the combos harder to pull off. And they really sort of set it up for a tactical feel, you know, basically where, you know, if somebody does a big whiff on you, you know, you've got certain things you can do to um, get back at them. And, uh, you know, some new things called Fatal Blows, which are, you know, huge. Uh, they do like 35% damage. Um, I'm just trying to read through here. Uh, there's a new thing called crushing blows. Um, and then of course you can always expect the awesome fatalities that come with the mortal Kombat games. Uh, the other thing they talked about is the story is a six hour story that it's a fun sort of popcorn. Um, you know, if you could sit back and watch it, it's, Definitely fun. Uh, the only dig they gave it was that uh, Ronda Rousey plays Sonya Blade, and uh, that her performance is pretty terrible. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I think it was right before WrestleMania. She did a pay per view, and uh, she wrestled Ric Flair's daughter, and uh, she dressed up as Sonya Blade in the match. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't come out to like Mortal Kombat music or anything, but. Uh, she uh yeah she uh did uh she came out and dressed like her or whatever to promote the game um but if you're watching the youtube show you can kind of watch in the background it's just gonna be playing um just random fatalities and stuff so you don't have to look at my ugly face (laughs) this is not that ugly but um nonetheless yeah man this game is on the way for me i i paid full price this is one of those games you can also wait and get a sale deal a couple months from now but I went ahead and dropped 60 bucks on it and I ordered it on Amazon and it should be here. I won't get to enjoy it till later tonight. So by the time you guys are watching this uh, tomorrow, it should be good. Um, and the game looks phenomenal. I mean, Mortal Kombat, um, never nether realm studios have just gotten better and better, uh, between the injustice games and, uh, you know, they did injustice, then Mortal Kombat 10 and then, back to injustice Two, and they always wait a few years and they really put the time and effort into it and they put the care and uh can't wait to see what kind of uh download characters we're going to get down the line too that should be a lot of fun one yeah. rumor is, uh ash from uh the evil dead is rumored to be one of the first uh, downloadable characters and i'm really hoping cool. for a robert england freddy krueger not that crappy uh remake freddy that we got in uh, uh part 10 yeah was it nine? I, I can't keep them straight. So <laughs> <laughs> the Jackie Earl Haley version. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, another thing that they bring to this, that uh, they rolled out in injustice Two is customization of the characters. And so there are numerous costumes and things that you can do that really sort of make the replay value even bigger on this version of the game. Um, you know, you can essentially customize the characters to look way different than they originally do, um, but all to your personal tastes. And those customizations are unlocked as you get further through the story mode or, or do certain things in uh, multiplayer. And so there's you know different ways to achieve that those goals. Yeah. Um, there, this game, they said there's so many different modes and options. Like, I just don't see how you're going to get bored with it. I never got bored with injustice or anything. I always was looking forward to unlocking story was good. And, and that's, yeah, here's another thing, you know, uh, this is not a DC game, but DC did it better than the last Marvel is Marvel tried to do a story mode with Marvel versus Capcom and it was awful. So I don't think like those guys just should have stuck with what they were good at. And, and these guys stick with what they're really good at. And that's telling a good story, even though how many times can you do fatalities and everything, but, fatality. but, but <laughs> nonetheless, I wish the toasty option was on here, but it's not. So I'm surprised. Toasty. Yeah, but no, it looks like a lot of fun. I know uh, you get your copy uh, this afternoon tone. Um, I'm hoping that I can go out and pick up a copy relatively soon because I'd love to be able to play it and then jump online and play it against you as well. Did oh, you get yeah, it for PlayStation? Xbox. No, Xbox. I'm just, ah. I just said, I'm just more of a Xbox dude. That's right. You got you have the PlayStation now, not the Xbox. I do. Yeah. Well, well 
might be one of those games i have to get it on two systems but <laughs> i forgot you don't have the xbox no nope. i used that. to but yeah i you know to be honest i just don't play the uh the playstation as much as i thought i would yeah that's so. all right because <laughs> i think i invested in so much in the xbox originally that i just stick with it playstation's great though I mean, yeah well, I ended up jumping ship to the PlayStation because their exclusive titles I tended to like more than the exclusive Xbox ones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have great, great exclusives. Like, I got it for the MLB and uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Up. yeah, and then uh, right now there's uh, this uh, zombie game, not The Last of Us, but um, there's a uh, another big game that comes out in a couple weeks, but. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, so I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> well, that's okay, because we are to the end of the show. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned, always, we love hearing from you guys. Subscribe. Uh, you know, you can always find the podcast on more than just, um, you know, our Shout Engine site. Uh, we're on Apple iTunes, Spotter, uh, <laughs> Spotter. Spotify. Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher, Google Play. Um, pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts and then uh, always reach out to us on uh, social media, facebook.com forward slash proton pack podcast on Instagram at proton pack podcast. And uh, Tony, you're going to take us out. Fatality. Flawless victory. Raiden. Just... wins. <laughs> now, I'm going to leave you out with this. Don't have a saying this week, but Mortal Kombat 11 has gotten amazing reviews across the board. So we'll have a full review next week. And until then, we shall see you later. <laughs>